Welcome to True Kinship with Animals, where we believe we all do better when all creatures do better. I'm Janet Roper, and each week I share stories and suggestions with you on how to deepen your relationship with animals, moving you from ownership to true kinship, one animal at a time. This podcast is brand new and your help getting it off the ground is ever so much appreciated. If you enjoy this podcast and find my work helpful, if you have been inspired or informed, or if you have discovered your world has opened to new possibilities because of the podcast, consider supporting my work by making a financial contribution or shopping my wish list at JanetRoper.com. This link is also on the show page for your convenience. Your support helps this podcast grow and makes my work sustainable. And it puts a big smile on my face, folks. I can't deny that. I cannot do this work without you. Today's episode is a tad different than the previous ones, as it's coming from a more personal and practical spin. I want to take the time to introduce myself and to share with you in far more detail than I have previously how I show up and support true kinship with animals to the world at large. So, starting with an introduction, my name is Janet Roper. I identify as she, her, and hers, and I show up in the world as an animist, a podcaster, a mentor, and a communicator. I live on the land of the Salish, now referred to by the colonized name of Missoula. I am cheerfully owned and managed by one cat raven, a multitude of angel animals, and several houseplants. Since my earliest days, I've been enthralled with relationship and communication, even when I was too young to be able to put that into words. I have been a musician, performing professionally on violin, viola, and orchestras, and with various ensembles, and that was followed by being a music teacher, a spiritual director, an animal communicator, and most recently, my stint as an animist, spiritual activist, mentor, podcaster, and communicator. For 20 plus years, I have been facilitating clear conversations between animals and people. The intent I bring to all of my work is to assist you and the animals to have a better understanding of each other so that the relationship is deepened, moving us humans from an egocentric perspective to an ecocentric one. What I mean by that is we humans need to move from a place of centering and thinking only of ourselves, that we're the center of the universe. We need to get to a place that recognizes value and importance of the entire environment and all life in it, not just the parts that are useful to us. In this episode, I use Ecocentric to highlight our connection with animals, since that's the show's focus. Folks who are ready to move into an ecocentric relationship of true kinship with animals are attracted to my work, but often they aren't sure of what's involved or they are concerned about starting and what is needed to make that change. No problem, folks, that's absolutely normal. These concerns about moving from an egocentric to an egocentric relationship with animals can show up in a variety of ways. As a matter of fact, you might even have experienced some of them yourself. So some of them, not a complete list by any stretch of the imagination, but some of them are not knowing how to get started, not knowing if you have the skills to do it, not knowing if you're disciplined enough, not sure you can do it, concerns about adding one more thing to your already busy schedule, 
concerns about the time that's involved. And this is a big one, I think. Concerns about how your life will change by embarking on this journey. Again, let me assure you, these concerns are normal and perfectly natural. One of my offerings to the world is creating space to meet with folks and encouraging deeper exploration and curiousness as you are discovering yourself and your emerging journey towards true kinship. I help you manage your concerns and witness as change is created so that you and the animals are able to connect with each other from a genuine place of agency and wisdom. Now, let me let you in on a secret. I do this work because I'm one of you. I want to be in better relationship with animals and leave the air quotes, it's just an animal attitude and behavior behind. At the opposite end of the spectrum, I want to leave behind the assumption that all animals are here for our well-being, to serve us by being our helpers, guides, and teachers. Blanket statements do not suffice, and they create harm with creatures who do not fall within that statement. I struggle personally and professionally with the contemporary view of our relationship with animals, and because it is harmful and it goes against true kinship. I do not find the current conventional attitude about our connection with animals it is fair to them or us. We've come a long way in our relationship with animals, that's true, and it's also true that we have a long way to go. We need to get uncomfortable with the conventional way of looking at our relationship with animals and sit with that discomfort to discover respectful and honorable ways to be with them so that we are honoring their agency and ours. That's what I help people do. For instance, my dog Max, who recently passed after 14 plus years together. His former family wanted a cookie cutter, well-behaved dog, one who didn't think for himself, and look for ways to entertain himself. Well, that wasn't Maxie. When Max bolted out of the door again for probably about the thousandth time, they had had it, and they didn't bother to do what was needed to bring him home. When I found Max, he had been at the shelter for months and was literally coming to the end of his days. In our time together, Max moved into his own, being secure in his own agency and willing to be his authentic self. And yes, upon occasion, that included him darting out of the door, particularly in his younger years. In my work, I bring a blend of compassion, intuitive conversation and guidance, forthright dialogue, and a dose of cheerfulness to help you and the animals co-create the egocentric true kinship relationship that is both needed and indeed is possible. That's how I show up in this life and the work I do. The tools I have created to share my work with you and the world are, one, Deepen. Deepen is my three-month signature one-to-one -one mentoring program, and it is a field guide to connection, relationship, true kinship with animals. Lighten is a three-session package helping you and your animal pal get through big life events like anticipatory grief, death, moves, existing with COVID, new animal or human family members, or changes in the health and well-being of a family member. Lighten is for you and your animal family. Freshen is a one-time check-in for insight into your animal pal's wishes or behaviors, giving you some peace of mind on their well-being. It's for you and one animal. 
And the last way that I show up in the world for people is by freely sharing information to the world through this podcast, my website, and my newsletter. You can find out more about these programs and my work at JanetRoper.com. And the links are also here on the show page for your convenience. I'm fascinated by discovering how we create new conversations and new ways of being with animals that aren't reliant on conventional, traditional, or power over ways. Our relationship with animals is maturing, yet few of us are in true kinship. A conventional way of relating with animals comes from a place of power over, which may include using aversive training tools. With my first dog, Squirt, I followed the trainer's advice of using a choke collar. It broke my heart to do so, but I thought I was doing what was best for Squirty. After all, I was listening to the professional, right? When I learn to time travel, folks, I'm going to go back in time and I'm going to change how I thought relationship with animals was supposed to be and work to create an ecocentric relationship with Squirty and the other animals with whom I came into contact. When we listen to that conventional egocentric view about our relationship with animals, it can make us believe we have failed. In reality, we haven't failed. It's that conventional egocentric template of what relationship with animals should be that fails us. In this episode, I want to leave you a foundational piece that I use in my own practice that honors kind-hearted and principled ways of being and that I believe is a needed first step to make the move towards true kinship with animals. It's something that you can start doing today, right now, and I literally mean you can start doing it right now as you're listening, and you can do it by yourself. It sounds simplistic, but by merely keeping this in mind and working from this premise, you will begin to see changes in your relationship with animals. And that is, true kinship is a move. It's not a destination. True kinship is not binary. It's not either or. It's a place to always strive towards in our relationship with animals. True kinship stems from when we know better, we do better. And accumulating that wisdom and practice is a state of mind, a conscious choice, and a way of being. A common scenario in my one-on-one practice is getting called in when an animal is, air quotes, misbehaving. For example, let's say a horse is snapping or kicking out as they're being saddled, a cat is urinating outside of the litter box, or a dog, like my dog Max did, may be taking advantage of an open door and sprinting out. When you are coming from true kinship, you come from the premise that the animals are not misbehaving. They are not getting back at you for something. Animals don't have an agenda. They live in the present. They live in the here and now. They are communicating with you in a way that they know how to communicate. Some days in the practice of true kinship, I do have to admit things go really lovely and smoothly, and some days they don't. And that's normal. When you're having one of those days where everything goes smoothly, yay! Acknowledge it. Take some time to see what was going on and celebrate. When you're having one of those days when nothing is going as you had planned, yay! Acknowledge it. Take some time to see what was going on and realize that that's not where you want to be. Start by observing what happened. And when I say observe, I do mean observe. Observe. Don't judge. Be open to discovery and ask yourself, 
what is a different way that you can do this the next time that it happens? Because you know what, folks? There will be a next time. When I work with folks, I stay away from a cookie cutter approach. Why? Because each relationship between each animal and human is different. And because the relationship is fluid and not static. It can and most probably will change in your time together. My approach is tailored to you and the animal individually at that moment in time. But honestly, here's the thing, at least from my perspective. Results can't be exactly copied because those results are unique to each of you. The unique relationship between you and the animal is extraordinary. And why would you want that to be replicated? In the work that I do, I talk a lot about the lenses you use to view the world. To me, that's essential because you have to understand yourself and know where you're coming from. Your part of the relationship has to be centered around who you are and how you authentically show up in the world. And that can be scary because we live under the constraints of a culture and society telling us not to be ourselves, and they do everything possible to prevent that. But in true kinship, you need to be able to recognize, know, and acknowledge your own agency and ethics and why they are important to you. Your uniqueness is your trademark, your way of being, I believe. And decades of experience has shown this to be true, that when you connect with animals coming from your own unique place, they are aware of it, they respond to it, and they appreciate it. When I first started as an animal communicator, and for a long time in my practice, I worked from the perspective of being the translator between the person and the animal and sharing what needed to be done from the animal's perspective. And you know what, folks, in, the, in all the time that I've been practicing, I've learned there's so much more. Yes, I still use animal communication, but instead of it being the focus, it is a tool in my toolkit. I work with folks so they can create their unique perspective and relationship with animals by recognizing what lenses have been handed to them by family, tradition, culture, and society, and what lenses are their own way of being in true kinship with animals. To be authentic with the animals, you need to know who you are, what you stand for, as well as what works and what doesn't work for you. You want to show up with them as equals. And when I say equals, I don't mean we're all in this together, but you are each showing up in your own agency. Things can go astray when we show up wearing a mask of an owner, a rescuer, a trainer, a caretaker, so on and so forth. You know, and if you've listened to this podcast before, you've heard me say that I am giving the big picture, that this is a conversation that needs to be very nuanced. So keep that in mind as you are listening. When you show up for an animal as yourself, you are saying, this is what I know for sure. This is who I am and how I show up in life, and I'm here as or if you need me. The authentic stand you present will often begin to build trust with the animals and permit you to feel more grounded and confident. When you show up as your authentic self, the animal has the liberty to respond from their own agency. And that can be they show up or they choose not to show up. And whatever happens, that's okay. When that happens, you are moving towards true kinship, away from that egocentric perspective to an egocentric 
1. Many thanks for joining me today. If you liked what you have heard, you can support this podcast by making a financial contribution, leaving a comment, giving the show a like, a follow, and or a share. To support this podcast with a financial contribution or to shop my wish list, visit my website at janetroper.com. Just for today, remember, we all do better when all creatures do better. Until next week, take good care.